in 2 Kings chapter 7, verse 1 through 8. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel, and two measures of barley for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. Then a, a Lord on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make the windows in heaven, might this would make windows in heaven, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but not eat thereof. And there were four leprous men at the entering of the gate, and they said one to another, Why sit we here? Until we die. If we say we will enter into the city. Then the famine is in the city. And we shall die there. And if we sit still here. We die also. Now therefore come and let us fall into the host of the Syrians. If they save us alive we shall live. And if they kill us. Well we're still dead. We'll just die. The other two options equal death. At least there was one chance. That's all you got to give God is one chance. One chance is all you got to give him. And they rose up in the twilight to go into the camp of the Syrians. And when they were come to the uttermost part of the camp of Syria, behold, there was nobody there. For the Lord had made the host of the Syrians to hear a noise of chariots, or sounded like chariots, and a noise of horses, even the noise of a great host. And they said one to another, Lo, the king of Israel hath hired against the kings of the Hittites and the kings of the Egyptians to come upon us. Wherefore they arose and fled to the, in the twilight and left their tents and their horses and their asses and even the camp as it was and fled for their life. And when these lepers came to the uttermost part of the camp, they went into one tent and did eat and drink and carried thence silver and gold and raiment and went and hid it and came again and entered into another tent and carried thence also and went and hid it. Lord, I pray God anoint me to deliver your word. Help me, Lord Jesus, I pray, to convey your heartbeat, your word, your will to your people. Help us, Lord, to all receive it in great faith and to act upon it tonight. Miracles will depend upon action from your people tonight. God, and we're just believing that on this Sunday night, there's going to be numerous miracles take place. We're asking you, Lord, for many to receive the Holy Ghost. And God, I pray, help me deliver this word and bless it for your glory in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I'll step out behind this pulpit at some point, and you'll see I don't have on shoes. My left foot that I broke wants to be acting up, and I had to be delivered of that shoe. It's good to see Leah's here tonight, Liz Cockrell. 
Amen. She's not a guest, but it's good to have her tonight. All right. I want to preach on this thought. Nothing new. Nothing you've never heard before. But so is a lot of the word. Amen. So the songs, we've heard them before, but we still sing to them. We still get blessed by them. We still see a move of God because it's not the song or the word alone that's going to make something happen. It's our connection and our response. But God's got a word tonight, I believe, for his people. I want to title this tonight, for lack of a better title, The Power of Desperation. There's power in desperation. I remember when I was six years old, we were in a terrible auto accident. My oldest brother, Eddie, was driving. I was in the back seat, Dwayne and I. My mom was on the passenger side. And this elderly gentleman who could barely see, really shouldn't be driving, came out of the side road and hit us on the uh, driver's side, knocked us into a bank so hard that it knocked the back windshield about 15 or so feet up on a bluff and never put a crack in it. But it hit us so hard that um, it, it they didn't have jaws of life back then, and so it... Um, Oh, I can't think of the word. Trapped my brother on the, his side, and we couldn't get out of the car. We were against the bank on the other side, so we couldn't get out at all. And my brother was, uh, you know, in May, he was in bad shape. He ended up in a coma for a number of weeks and went through months of recovery. But there was a man, a little bitty fellow. He wasn't much bigger than you, Brother Riley. And I remember him well. He came on the site, and I could just barely put things together in my remembrance. A lot of it is a story I heard from it. Uh, but he pulled that door open right by himself. And when, when they later told of the wreckage, they wondered how in the world did anybody get that door open. I'll tell you how. This man saw a family in trouble and he became desperate. You could call it adrenaline. You could call it whatever you want to call it. But he saw that there's no way naturally you can get them out of that car. And he pulled that car door open and was able to get into my brother. And then, of course, the ambulances arrived and all that. I'm saying this. There's something about desperation. That when we get desperate, we will throw caution to the wind. When we get desperate, we lose our concern about pride, about what we look like, what we act like, what others think about it. When we get desperate, we become so focused on whatever that need is, we're willing to do whatever it takes to achieve it. I, I, I have a story I'm going to share with you, and I don't. I think I did that last week, too. A uh, friend of mine, he's preached here, Brother Givens. Most of you know him well. He and Sister Givens had just gotten married just shortly, a few weeks. And the doctors found some concern of a lump. He went for testing. And the doctors lined him up in a college's appointment the very next week and said, This is serious. 
You've got to get the, it scared the daylights out of him. And he went to a revival, and he was praying. He said, God, I need a miracle. I'm a newlywed. I, we've got to have a miracle. It was looking bad. And he said, the Lord spoke to him. He said, I want you to go to the back of that church, and I want you to crawl on your hands and your knees to that altar. Hello? Hello? And he said, I was so desperate. I knew I was going to look foolish. I was in a church that was not my home church. I had went to a revival. But can I tell you, when you get desperate, it don't matter what others think. And if the Lord nudges you, do it. If God puts it on your heart, give God a chance. He don't need a whole lot to work with. All he needs is a little window. And if you'll step through that window, and if you'll you'll just believe God, and you'll just trust God, desperation, there is power in it. I don't know how far I'll get tonight, but I envision already people running to this altar, people coming down, not because of what I'm preaching, but because of what God is doing. He doesn't come to play games. He did not receive stripes of that nature just to play games. He didn't go through what he went through just to play games, but he did it to heal us, to work miracles, to deliver us, set us free and fill us with the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Gibbons said that, and I've heard him tell the story. He said, I remember starting out and the next thing I remember, my head was bumping the altar. He said, but when I got home, the lump was gone. And I never had another trouble. I never had to go to a doctor. You can say whatever you want to say, but I've just seen it too many times. When God says, move, move. I don't care if I'm in the next five minutes of this message. And if God moves on you that he'll deliver you, get up and move. They'll pray for you. I'll keep on preaching. Hey, God has come tonight, not just for me to preach, but for him to do a work in your life. My God, have mercy. You see, faith, we, we, we're a people of faith. And, and we talk a lot about faith. In fact, we talk more than we walk. Hello? How many people here know that Abraham had faith? Oh, I know the Bible says he did. But how do you know he did? Because he went. God called him out from among his people to go to a place that he didn't have a clue where he was going. But he walked out following God. I'm telling somebody tonight, you're not walking in the dark all by yourself. But if you'll step out, you're following God. You're doing what God told you to do. And if you'll do what God told you to do, he'll lead you everywhere he wants to take you. He'll do everything he desires to do. We've just got to step out and follow him. That's all it takes is stepping out. 
One step. You say, Brother Robbins, how close am I to my miracle? One step. Come on. One step is all you are away from a miracle. You say, well, I'm, I'm 50 steps from the altar. But your first step, when you begin when you begin to take that first step, there's something supernatural is released. There's something that is taking place. When you take that first step, all hell is broke. The devil can't do anything. When you take that first step, God releases something in the atmosphere. When you take that first step, he'll move every mountain. He'll send the enemy down the road. Whatever you need. The first step. Now you, you know the story of the scripture text that I read tonight. It was a time that the land was, there was much, Israel's in trouble. There was a major famine. Let me just go ahead and tell you, there's a lot there I could read the scriptures and Explain, but they were selling doves' waste. Read it. it. Donkey heads. What you having for supper tonight? Donkey head soup, or whatever they were selling. It was bad. It was worse than the depression of the twenties. And all of a sudden, the word of the Lord came to the man of God. Let me tell you something. He could have said, and everybody there could have said, that wasn't God. We're just all needing encouragement. How many times that God spoke and you just might have thought it was encouragement? Hello? But the word of the Lord came to the man of God and said, about this time tomorrow. And he lists what's going to be available, Brother Dylan, and it was pennies on the dollar. And the man who's... Hand the king leaned upon a lord, said, Could this be possible even if God opened windows of heaven? He was a doubter. Can I tell you? Shut the door on doubt. It's cost you too much. It's wrecked too much havoc in our life. It's stolen too many miracles. It's stolen too many revivals. Why don't you just go ahead and shut the door on doubt and get the doubt out and say, Doubt, you don't live here anymore. Doubt, you're not going to interrupt this anymore. Doubt, you're not going to intercept my miracle. But I'm going to choose to have faith. Oh, he And so that was doubt. And, and, and he said, you're going to see it, but you're not going to partake of it. What a tragedy. And it happened just like he said, Brother Bill. But there was four leprous men. I mean, four guys. Come here, four guys. Y'all can count, just get up here. Here they are. All right. Here's four guys. Y'all know the story, but listen, bear with me. This ain't about the stories only. This is about God using this to show desperation produces something. God can work with desperation. Because when we get desperate, we get everything else out of the way. We'll clean out the closet. We'll move everything because when we get desperate, we're willing to do anything and everything. 
Maybe sometimes God's got to get us to a place of desperation just so we will do whatever he's trying to get us to do. Hello? And so here they are. They're, you know, here's how desperate they were. They, they got to talking, Brother Riley, you're going to be the spokesman. He's sitting there. He's saying, hey, guys, you know what? We're going to the city. There's nothing in there. We're going to die. They, they don't have anything, right? right. Tell them. Yeah, nothing there. We're going to die. He said, and look, y'all sit down. Sit down, sit down, sit down. And he says, if we sit here. If we sit here. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? No. Oh. We're gonna... <laughs> I'm sorry about that. He said, if we sit here, guys, we're going to die. We're going to die. So we're going to die if we go in the city? And we're going to die if we sit here. That will tell you something. If you keep sitting there, you're going to die. Hello. There's a whole lot more miracles when you get up. Come on, somebody. There's a lot more moves of God when you get up and say, I want to be a part. I'm going to step out in faith. There's a lot more going on when you get up and begin to move. And so... He said, if we, we, if we sit here, we're going to die. If we sit here, we're going to die. But then he says, you know what, guys? You know what, guys? If we go to enemy's camp, if we go to enemy's camp, they just might save us. They might. He'll save us. They might. They might. And they might kill us. They might kill us. But if they kill us, we're just going to die. You know what he's saying? Let me put it in redneck terms. Guys, we got three options. Two out of three is definitely going to die. But there's one option. There's just a little window. I'm telling somebody, I feel it so strong in the Holy Ghost tonight. All you need, all God needs is for you to give him a little window. Just a little crack of the door. And if you'll step through what God's saying, do, God will swing it wide open. All of heaven will come down. Everything will be moved out of the way. Every obstacle will be erased. And God is giving liberty. And so, he talks them into going. Y'all come go with me. I'm going to walk with you. And they go into the enemy's camp. Now, what they don't know, listen to me, is something already happened. Something's going on. They don't even know about it. Now, y'all just hang in there for a second. Now, they're getting up and they're going and they're anticipating. Y'all stay right there. And they're thinking, we hope this works out. We hope we don't get killed when we go there. Guys, y'all know the risk factors, but let's, let's pray, you know. I mean, you know, they knew a little bit about it. But they, what they don't know, Sister King, is that first step, I have to believe it was the first step. Come on. Then something started happening over here. Now, you say what you want to. But here's what we, when we take that first step, we're still wondering, I wonder if, and we don't know what's waiting, and there can be different factors there. But here's what I want to encourage you. What you don't realize is when you took that first step, there's something began to happen over there. 
God begin to make room for it. And God begin to prepare the way. They couldn't get them out of there. They might have killed them. Who knows? But God said, if you'll step out, I will eliminate everything that will stand in your way. There's too much we let stand in our way. But when we begin to move, God begins to roll the curtains back. And God begins to run off the adversary and the oppositions and give us a free highway to a miracle. Now watch this. So y'all come on over. And they get here. And they come to the tent. Hang in there. You can't have none of this stuff. Just, just bear with me a minute. I didn't know that was there. But God did. Anything else in there? Now, they don't know how this happened. You don't have to know how it happened. All you know, you're going to walk into a land of the miraculous. You don't know what went on. They don't know what happened. They don't know about the sound of horses. They didn't know about the sound of chariots. They don't know how it took place. All they know, they walked up, and there was empty tents, and there was plenty of food. And they went and hid it. Then they come back, and they got some more. This stuff is Holy Ghost and fire. No, y'all can put everything back now. Put it all back. Y'all go be seated. And God did cause the, the enemy, the enemy sitting there. And all of a sudden, one of them said, did you hear that? What's that sound like to you? Man, that sounded like chariots. Listen, you hear that? That sounds like a host of horses. You know what's happened? They didn't hire some kings to bring armies, and they're coming after us. And if we got any sense, we better get out of Dodge. You can't tell me the devil, that God can't get rid of your devil. God can't get rid of your junk. God can't get rid of, of the things that are standing in your way. But he's waiting on us. The sound did not come. The thoughts did not happen until they started taking steps toward where God was leading them. Now watch it just a minute. Now the word, they don't know about all this stuff. But the word of the Lord said this time tomorrow, you're going to be able to buy barley and all kind of stuff real cheap. Who knows how it's going to happen. But when these four, why did God choose them? Why did God choose four leprous men? I don't know that he did. Come on. Oh, but he, I tell you what it was. It was somebody that got desperate. That's who he used. When somebody got desperate, it could have been somebody in the city that got desperate. It could have been somebody else. But there were four leprous men right here for you that says, you know what? We're going to just die anyway. So let's take our chance and let's just, let's just try to get a deliverance and an answer. And when they did, God paved the way. 
Can I preach to somebody tonight? You may never know how it all happened. You may never know what God did to set it up. But if you'll take that act of faith, cancers can fall off. Healing can take place. God can make you whole. God can deliver you. God can set you free. God can take away addiction. God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. But he's not going to do it if you just sat there. Come on. I got plenty of Bible for you. There's enough Bible in order to tell every one of us, well, I ain't going to sit here. I ain't going to sit here. You got any needs in your life? Do you? Of course you do. You got needs in your life? You got needs? Everybody here does. Come on. Then why do we sit here? Again, I'm not, I'm just saying humanity. We'll hear preaching. We'll hear about faith. And we sit there. And I have to ask the question, why in the world do we sit there? But when people get up and they begin to, it, it takes something. It, it takes a, you know what, I don't care what people think. I don't care if, if, if I go down there and look foolish. I'm going to, because if I just sit here, I'm going to die. If I sit here, no miracle's going to happen. If I sit here, no deliverance is going to take place. If I just sit here, I'm going to die in this condition that I'm in. Can I tell you tonight, you may get up and run to this altar right now, and that'll be just fine. You may get up and take baby steps toward this altar. But can I tell you, when you do, God's going to start moving. You know what this message is, this service is all about? You know what this service is all about? It's to get people moving. Because moving says I really believe it. Moving says I'm not just trying to have faith, but moving is said I'm going to believe God for it. Moving says I'm stepping out and I'm going to go get my miracle. I'm going to get the Holy Ghost. I am going to get set free. I am going to get my touch. There's nothing that can stand in the way. But when I start moving, God starts moving. When I start moving, God starts moving. When you start moving, God starts moving. Come on. I'm done. I got a whole lot more I wanted to preach. But people are moving. <laughs> and this is what it takes when you... My God.